Well, it is October 1st. Kind of crazy, right? Kind of crazy. Where's 2023 going? Uh, we have been together as a church family for about 13 years, and one of the things we did from the very get-go is uh, first Sunday of the month is a little different kind of service, and one of the things we love to do is celebrate birthdays. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and so not to embarrass anyone, but there, are there any October birthdays? Come on, out them, put them out. Ta-da, there we go. Woo, all right. All right, probably at home as well. Okay, so again, not to embarrass anyone, but we, we love to sing happy birthday because God made you. Amen? Wait a minute. Put right? Your, put your hat on, So just, just turn to them, turn to that person next to you and say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Just tell them, wonderfully made. You are wonderfully. <laughs> all right. So we're going to sing. We're going to sing happy birthday to all the October. So it's Dear October. All right. am, I, am I donning one of those? Yeah, come on. No guarantee it's going to make it through here. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear October. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Kiddos, before you leave, we've got something really special for you. Oh, do I need this? No, good morning. All right, so we're just going to kind of give you an overview of what we're going to be doing this month in Children's Church. So I have to read this. This is our memory verse for the month, okay? Lord... Show me your ways, teach me how to follow you. Psalm 25, 4. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Hi there! Hi, I'm Farmer Tina, and this is Peg. I'm Pumpkin! I just, I just ditched the pumpkin truck. They're just taking me somewhere. Where are they taking you, do you I, know? I know. I was in the field with all my friends. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, we are actually, our lessons this week are going to be the parables of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, and it has to do with pumpkins. I, I'm a pumpkin. You are. Yeah. So the first lesson is going to be today on the pumpkin patch. And we, have, we have a pumpkin patch out back. Oh, maybe some of my friends escaped too. Maybe so. Okay. And then we're going to go over seeds and then the hard shell. I got one then. And and the gooey insides. I got that. (laughs) And a stem. I got one of them too. Oh, my goodness. And this is all going to relate over to parables of Jesus. So, kids, are you guys ready to go? Okay. Say, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, you're gonna follow All right, kids, it's time to go to Kingdom Kids. Meet the leaders in the back. Let's give it up for the kids and all the Kingdom Kids staff. Yes, and come.
Christian. We, uh, we love our Kingdom Kids team. Kim does a great job. Wow. That is awesome. Okay. I know. We love that. I will, I will be honest with you. Every time Kim says we have a special announcement, I hold my breath. I'm sure it's going to be fine. You're new here. We've had a dog come in. We've attempted to have a smoke machine. We never know with Kingdom Kids. But you know what? It comes from their heart. And they love the kids so much. And, and they, they genuinely enjoy uh, ministering to the next generation in fun and creative ways. So uh, kudos to Kim and her team. Uh, it is the first Sunday, so we like to kind of spend a little bit more time on announcements and kind of regroup. And uh, sometimes we get a lot more visitors for whatever reason on, on Sunday mornings. And so... Just want to let you know, we do have a church website, if you uh, are not aware of that. We also have a church app you can download onto your phone, uh, kind of keep you up to date with events. You can check out the sermon, sermon library as well. There's an email list if you would like to get on sort of our master email list. Every once in a while, things come up, and we do a blast email. And then uh, there's a lot of different ways to give. You guys, you know, thank you so much for your faithful giving. Uh, we understand everything going on you know, in the economy and all that, and yet you guys have been so faithful and generous, and we want to say thank you. Uh, there are several ways to give here at uh, The Well. Uh, the, you can do it through the church app. You can do it online if you, know, you prefer that. But we also do have uh, giving boxes, offering boxes, one in the lobby back there, and I know some of you still um, like writing checks, and that's, that's really cool too. But ultimately, you know, God says he loves a cheerful giver. So we celebrate even this facility all really because of God's people giving to God's work. And so thank you so much for that, and just continue to um, seek the Lord for what he would have you to give and, and give cheerfully. Uh, a lot of things uh, on, the, uh, on the announcement. So uh, the, the fun part today is the people, the person doing the announcement, it's just going to bounce back and forth. So you kind of have to follow the bouncing ball as far as who's speaking next. So I'm the next bouncing ball here, so... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, first one that I want to make is uh, just really a celebration. There were between 75 and 100 people who gathered together yesterday morning for a walk of compassion, and this is in support of the pregnancy clinic here in Ojai. Uh, it happens every year. It was a wonderful event, uh, really joyous, um, raised a lot of money. I don't know how much, um, but we had an opportunity to fellowship. There was actually a really kind of cool um, you know, silent auction, and we were able to march up and down kind of Maricopa Highway. It was a really long a p- a line of people with kind of banners and stuff like that. We got, frankly, a lot of positive feedback from people driving by and that kind of stuff. So just really in celebration of that ministry, uh, Matt and Aubrey are really involved with that and kind of took the leadership with that. So thank you what you guys have been doing locally with ministries, but just a celebration of getting to celebrate life yesterday. So. All right, and then I've got a couple youth ministry announcements. Our first is that there's a board game night this coming Friday from 6.30 to 10.30 here. Um, I think you just want to let Jordan know if you want to come so he can have a head count. Um, It's for 6th through 12th grade students. And then our next announcement is that we have a food drive coming up starting October 4th, so there will be more details about that next week. But you can just keep that on your radar.
Good morning. I'm Kathy. I'm uh, part of the uh, women's ministry team. Um, and I just want to remind you, this Saturday, we're having a prayer walk uh, beginning here at the well. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, first thing is the only requirement is that you have to dress up like a pumpkin to come. So we'll have Kim as our leader. And <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, it's at 8 a.m., which you might be thankful for. It's a little early for me, but it's supposed to be 90 degrees next Saturday. So it's at 8 a.m., and we're meeting here. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about it so it it won't be just like, wow, we're coming in. I don't know what we're doing. But we're going to meet here, and we're going to pray for our church while we're here, um, either in the patio or in the parking lot. Um, so we're going to pray for our church, our community here, and our families, and the people here at our church. And then we're going to walk down to the Baptist church and pray for the churches that are in the valley and all the believers that are in the valley here. Uh, then we're going to walk down to Topa Topa School, praying for the students and teachers, um, even homeschoolers, um, people, again, that the students that are in um, this area. And then we're going to go to Sarasota Park and pray for our community, just kind of in general, just our whole community here and the vibe of our, our community. Um, so it's a mile and a half uh, walk. It's also very drivable. Uh, we'll give you a little uh, map if you need that, but it's all just kind of in this area. And please, we'd love you to join us, um, and uh, we'll meet you here uh, 8 a.m. next Saturday, this Saturday. Thank you, Kathy. Isn't she cute? Um, she didn't hear that, though. Yeah. I'll hear yeah, about that. What'd you I'll do hear this about time, that when Mark? I get home? What'd so. you do? Yeah, right. Trying I don't know. You know I just walked house. in it. You know, so uh, so uh, Mexico missions. As uh, many of you know, we have uh, 20 people in a month, uh, four weeks from today, heading down to uh, Mexico and Sonata for a week to build two homes. We've been doing this for many, many years. It's a wonderful wonderful ministry. Um, I got in trouble last week with Betty. Uh, I made an announcement last week. I forgot to kind of announce, you know, something Betty needed me to announce, and you don't want to be in trouble with Betty, so just trust me, you know. But Betty, God bless you, Betty, for her and her team, who every single time we go down to Mexico, collect a lot of toys and things for kids that we take down you know, usually between 20 and 30 kind of gift bags that we have an opportunity to get to know kids in the neighborhoods where we're building houses. There's just so many opportunities for us to minister and to just love uh, kids. And they absolutely, this is so meaningful to these kids. When you see one of these kids get these bags and just open up and there's a little football in there or a little stuffed toy or something for school or whatever, it is remarkable, you know. So we need stuff. And so in the, uh, in the uh, commons, there's a big um, chest in there, and we want to not just fill that chest. We want that chest, like, completely overflowing. So we need school supplies, any type of hygiene-type stuff, any type of balls, stuffed animals. Smaller the better because, you know, we don't have, like, grocery bags. These are kind of smaller bags. But if you would, in over the next week or two, just, you know, go out, buy a whole bunch of stuff, fill up that, uh, that cart, that would be wonderful. Um, and the other big thing, next Sunday after church, come with an appetite. 
We are having our taco bar fundraiser right after church. It's really at least we did this for the first time last year, and it was a remarkable success in helping us kind of uh, just earn, raise the money that we need. And so far, we've raised $19,000 of the 29000 that we need to build the two houses, so it'll be a big event next Sunday. Please come, invite friends, bring family. It's right after church. Uh, there's no charge for it. It's just, uh, you know, whatever God puts on your heart to donate for this opportunity to transform the lives of two uh, families in Ensenada that we're going to be doing in a month. Um, so that's... All right. And the, uh, the last announcement uh, is for the men. Uh, Randy has uh, felt God's call to really minister to the men, at, not just at this church, but really in the valley and even beyond. And later this month, men, we're going to invite you here to the well uh, for an evening of food and worship and testimonies, and the gospel will go out. It's Thursday, October 26th. Uh, the other churches have been invited. Men from outside the, uh, the valley are coming and, and enthused about it. We're going to have a collaborative men's worship team. And uh, we really want to just minister to the men. It's just a passion that Randy has, and uh, it's just we're excited. It's just time. And so, men, uh, you can register. There's a sign-up sheet, I believe, at the welcome cart, and you can do it uh, online via the website as well. We just need to know how many, how many men are coming uh, for the food. Again, it's no cost. Uh, what are we going to do? What, what's on the menu, do we know? It's a taco bar. So two weeks leftovers from next Sunday, man. You're getting the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, um, but yeah, guys, come on out and, and invite invite the other guys you know in the valley. A great opportunity. Sometimes we look for, you know, Sunday mornings may not always, you know, for someone who doesn't go to church, Sunday mornings may not fit just right, but they might come to a Thursday night, free food, be a bunch of men, and just fellowship. So look forward to that. Register. That way we can... Uh, we can plan for the appropriate amount of food. Richie, sorry. Just, uh, just to correct something, not correct something, but for the taco bar next week for Mexico, again, we need a head count. So they're out on the uh, welcome cart. There's a sign-up sheet. Just fill it up with your names or online, like we talked about last night through the website or the app. Uh, you can sign up that way too. But if you're going to come, we really need that just so we can get a head count and have the, uh, more food than we can eat. So, Awesome. All right. Why don't we stand together and we'll continue in worship. Man, it's so good to worship together, isn't it? On first Sundays, what, uh, what we've done is we've decided on first Sundays, we're going to do a little bit of a devo, but the emphasis on when we gather on first Sundays is really to emphasize the Lord Jesus through communion and be reminded that that is really the core of why we're here. Last uh, Sunday, if you were here, you know I said that we're going to kind of do a little uh, mini-series off the Gospel of Mark. In Mark 2 and into Mark 3, we saw that the Pharisees had these, you know, confrontations with Jesus in the synagogue and on the Sabbath because the Pharisees had gotten so consumed with rule-keeping that the Sabbath was lost, you know, and, and that what God meant for a blessing of the Sabbath had become a burden. And we've used that to kind of examine our own hearts, like coming to church did you come today because this is a blessing? Or have we flipped in flipped church and doing it just right, hitting all the right chords and the lights and the temperature and the donuts and the setup? Have we inadvertently slid into being more focused on doing church right 
And it's sort of becoming a, a burden. Oh, we got to go to church. I got to get up. We got to get the kids ready. I have to get in the car. Da, da, da. Right? Do we sort of slide into doing church and it suddenly becomes a burden versus like, I get to go to church. Let's do this. How many of you growing up, you, were, you, know, you knew you were going to Disneyland or the trip, you know, for weeks on end? How many of you the day of, you couldn't even sleep? You were up and dressed before mom and dad. You're like, let's go. Let's go, right? And you had this anticipation. You had this enthusiasm because you were looking forward to it. And that looking forwardness drove you to action. Well, our heart behind this mini-series is to look back at why are we here today and what are we supposed to do? And as we examine that scripturally, that God would reignite us, that, that he would... Maybe over time, church has just become church, routine, right? Again, question, no, no, no guilt, no condemnation. How many of you drove here the exact same way this morning? You can't even remember. Everyone's like, how did I get here? I just know I showed up. And how many of you are probably going to go home the exact same way? Okay, let's just do survey. Say, how many go left out of the driveway? How many make a right towards Gridley out of the driveway? The challenge is to do it. Flip it today. What? Is that allowed? I might get lost. You're not going to get lost. It's Ojai. Turn on your Google Maps. If I go left, I've never... How many have ever driven down a different street in Ojai? You've lived here for a while, and you're like, I didn't even know this existed. Like, right? You're like, what is this neighborhood? And, right? My point in that is sometimes we have to choose to break out of routine and rut in order to have a freshness brought by God into our life, into how we go to work and everything. See, what we call it around here fresh eyes. And so through this, what I want to do is kind of examine, uh, again, we started last Sunday, why are you here and what are we supposed to do, right? And, and we tend to speak in generalities oftentimes in Christian. Well, it's a good thing. Well, we're supposed to. Well, the pastor said, well, you know, if I don't, you know, God's going to give me a demerit. And if I do, I get the gold star. You know, we, we have all these weird reasons to come today and so again the question i'll just put out to you is why'd you come today why are you here and then once you came here what are you supposed to be doing because again if if you were just kind of raised in a church it's kind of very passive right we're supposed to go and then when we go we sit in rows like school and we're not supposed to be distracting like school and then everyone on stage is supposed to talk at us and we just passively receive it then at a certain point, we say, amen, ready, break, and we go have coffee and donuts. And then someone asked you later, what would you do this morning? I went to church. And then church is over, and so you either turn left or turn right. There's only two options. Go straight. You're in trouble. Okay, so. <laughs> and then, again, if we're not understanding why we came, what we're supposed to do, what is a church, some of us will leave here, and church is over, and we turn off church but the truth is biblically we never stop being the church amen we are the church the church is people like i said before last sunday the church is not an organization now we're a 501c3 and we have the legal administrative things we need to do but fundamentally biblically we're an organism body of christ so what we measure around here what we try to get a pulse on is the health of the church not the growth of the church in terms of numerics right because you can have an outwardly, quote-unquote, very successful-looking church that's just not very healthy on the inside. Right? Conversely, you can have a smaller congregation, 
and it's like healthy, right? So even at the leadership level, we struggle with success metrics when it comes to church. And, and what we really want to, want to keep the pulse on around here through the power of the Holy Spirit is the health of the church. And there's a lot of ways to measure that, giving, serving, joy. I know we're kind of, I love the health of this church because at 8 o'clock when you all start arriving to help set up and everything, there's joy. There's just joy. That's a healthy church because one of the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, right? And so we're going to look, look at that. Uh, last week, a key verse, we can put that up, Jordan, in Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, kind of just to recap if you weren't here. It says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing. You can keep that up, Jordan, right? So fundamentally, we're here based on those verses because God says, hey, don't neglect meeting together. Now, that word neglect is a powerful word. It doesn't mean, oh, I just don't feel like it. If you look that up, it actually means Abandon. It's like a military term. It means desert, to desert your post. So if some, if you get in the habit of neglecting the gathering of the body, whether it's Sunday or Bible studies or anything like that, God considers that an abandonment. You've abandoned your post versus being there serving. Okay, so fundamentally we're here because God in his word says, don't neglect meeting together. And then what are we supposed to do? We looked at this. Uh, last week, we're to encourage one another. We're to stir, one up, stir up one another and encourage one another. And last week, we saw that word stir up means to lovingly provoke, lovingly irritate, right? We are here to consider. That word consider means think about. So oftentimes, what's interesting, again, in the, in the world of church, right? Oh, there's the staff. He's the pastor. They're the elders. They do all the stuff for us and encourage us and stir us up. It's a rousing sermon. They're supposed to, you know, rouse you. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, you know what? We, everyone say we, we are to stir one another up. We are to encourage one another. It's the big we, right? That's why the Sunday morning men's group, churches happen. They are lovingly irritating each other, right? Right, Ernie? Did you? Yeah, that's, Ernie has the ministry of irritation, and um, it's a gift, it's a gift, the gift of irritation, uh, and then Jody brings the gift of cowboy coffee, right, and they partake, they're the early birds, gentlemen, little clue, you know how we have donuts after service, if you come at 9 a.m. every once in a while, they sneak the donuts, just saying, Seven? okay, lovingly steal so um but it's 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 one anothering right it's one anothering and so we're here because god says don't neglect meeting together when we're here what are we supposed to do encourage one another encourage how many of you come here and you're just encouraged someone says how was your week I, you know they miss you they, they care about you they remember you right it's encouraging well then we're just operating according to how the god, god set it up that's what i love Right? Sometimes we overcomplicate church. So let's go back to the guy who created church, and let's do it his way. What are we supposed to do? Make it the habit to actually meet, and when we meet, let's just encourage and stir one another up. Okay? And what is the core of this? Uh, John 13. Jordan, put up John 13. It's love. Love is, is, is exemplified by Jesus. What did Jesus say? A new commandment I give to you, that you love 
one another. Remember that word love from last week is self-sacrificial love. Agape, self-sacrificial love one another. Just as I have loved you. Right? And you're like, well, how did Jesus love me? How much does Jesus love me? Right there. The ultimate example of self-sacrificial love. He says, hey, church, when you gather, encourage and love one another self-sacrificially as I self-sacrificially loved you on the cross. Imagine the health of a church if we did that. That'd that'd be incredible. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that church, right, where people are self-sacrificially loving each other for each other's benefit? That's crazy, right? And then those verses say, if we do that, all the world will know that we're followers of Jesus, how we love one another. And, and I love that because just being here, you're like, well, how can I encourage when I'm here? One of the fundamental ways that you can encourage one another, according to in, in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, here it is. Just show up. By showing up, you're an encouragement. By showing up, you encourage others by your presence. It's an encouragement. You're here. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're here. I'm encouraged. Say, I'm encouraged. You're here. Right? It's really that simple. You're in, you encourage by showing up. And here's a couple other things that you, guys, you didn't even think about. You didn't even think about. You know right now, the, all of you right now are being salt and light in a testimony of this community. You talked about the community. You're like, how? There's a full lot of cars right there. And this is a very busy street with joggers and walkers and people going back and forth on Sunday. You know what kind of testimony that is in 2023 that there's a church full of cars? There's life here. And then afterwards when you're fellowshipping, one of these Sundays, maybe today, just watch as people go by. They're watching and listening to you. The joy, the laughter, right? It's funny. Like, I'll watch them. And, you know, it's like they're, you know how when you drive and there's an accident on the freeway? And you're like, and how many of you get mad at someone who's like, just drive. It's an accident. You don't need to look, right? Some of you are the lookers. You're like, eh, come on. People here, the bikers and the, they're, they're just, they'll look for a half an hour, an hour after church. They're watching you. They'll walk by and they just go, what is that? That's testimony. In a, in a fractured society, in a society hurting for true love and community and belonging, there are people going by here like, wow, that's pretty cool. Maybe even wondering if they could even be a part of this. And you guys are so welcoming. Sometimes someone hovers and some of you catch that and you go offer them a donut or a coffee. I see that. I see that. What a great blessing, right? Tyler has told me, because there, there's a speaker out there and the, the service is amplified. People walking by, sometimes whether it's the music or the sermon, they stop on the sidewalk and they listen. This just being here is testimony. Okay, we don't have to overcomplicate it. So you're like, oh, you know, what am I going to do? You know, come here, like I shared before. Come here, and, and you've heard me say this for umpteen years. Come here to be a, a giver and not a getter. Don't come here like, I, I hope I get a sermon. I hope I get, I hope I get. Come say, Lord, I want to be a giver today. Use me to give encouragement. Use me to bless someone by just saying, how was your day? How was your week? Can I pray for you? Can I get you a donut? Would you like the last glazed? You might make someone's day. 
you know, Marvin gave me the last sprinkle. And I know Marvin likes sprinkles. Well, Marvin's like, eh, I don't know about that. Yeah, Marvin's like. So we're going we're gonna to move forward in the next few weeks looking at kind of the core of church and just trying to come back to why are we here? What are we doing? How do we just honor God? And ultimately it comes back to love. Love. And today we're going to celebrate this in kind of a special way, and I'm, I'm blessed by it, and I actually just getting emotional off and on. Um, because God, in his sovereignty, allowed um, you know, a dear a brother to me and someone who's been a part of this church literally, I don't even say since day one, but before day one. And uh, my brother Chaz, uh, who lives in Colorado, uh, he's going to come up and he's going to lead us into, into communion. And um, he is an integral part of this church. And I'm so excited for you to, to meet him. Many of you have already spent time with him. Uh, but just a little background, and then I asked him to share as well so you get to know him. Uh, if, you, I've sh- if you don't know, back in the late 80s, I was at UCLA, and I started dating my wife, and I wasn't really a believer. I grew up in the Catholic Church, but I really didn't understand Jesus and the gospel. And so Nadine was a believer, and we got set up on a blind date. We started dating and long distancing, and I would come down on weekends, and she was going to San Diego State, and I would drive down, and she would take me to this Bible study. And again, I didn't, I was new to the whole, I didn't, I didn't know, but I said, sure, I'll go. Mostly to spend time with her, but sure, I'll go. And Chaz was facilitating that Bible study. He was one of the guys at this Bible study. And, you know, through that process, I came to know the Lord. But so Chaz knew me before I was even saved. And then I got saved, and we started serving together in San Diego and church and uh, traveled to the Philippines together, and and he can share some of that. Um, So he knows me, and he is a a man of God. He is a man of the word. Uh, but as it relates to the church, when uh, God put it on my heart to say, Lord, is this more than a Bible study? Because we started in a living room just in this neighborhood right here. And you guys kept bringing friends and we were outgrowing the living room. I'm like, Lord, is this something? Well, I had to seek counsel. And I sought counsel from godly men here in the valley. Uh, but I also asked this guy. Shared my heart. Asked him to pray. And uh, uh, God used him and other men in the valley to kind of confirm that we're going we're gonna to step out in faith. When we did that, um, many of you know we came from the community church, OVCC, and so one of the things that I came across when we were putting the church government and bylaws together uh, was we have what's called an accountability board. We have an elder board, godly men here, that shepherd this church extremely well, Uh, but we also put in a place that's in our bylaws what we call an accountability board, which are three pastors who don't live in Ojai, um, that know me very well. And the purpose of the accountability board, I mean, if we're just going to be honest, is if I go crazy one way or the other and the elders try to do what they need to do and, and they, they just kind of say, you know what, we, we might need to bring in the big guns, you know. Um, no, it, it's, it's, an, it's the next layer. Uh, and we kind of honestly put this in place uh, based on where we came from, from community, uh, to have an outside accountability so we have um, Pastor Chaz, there's Pastor Michael who's been up here. Some of you know uh, Michael, he's preached here. And there's another guy uh, in Northern California, uh, Pastor Chris. They've all been in uh, ministries uh, for many long time, uh, many years. I've, they've known me for 20, 30 years. And here's a good thing for you. They love Jesus more than they love me. 
And they love Jesus' church more than they love me. So they, will, they are not afraid for the sake of God's kingdom to speak the truth and to do what they need to do. And I respect that, and that's why I want that. And so it's, it's a, that is in place. So he has been on the accountability board since day one. He loves this church. Uh, and uh, exciting. In fact, uh, he was playing worship on our very first Sunday, Saturday night at the Wesleyan Church. There he is, right? 13 years ago, we both had darker hair. And so, uh, yeah, I was tempted to kind of mess with you, but I didn't, bro. So, But, uh, yeah, if you don't know, we started Saturday nights at the Wesleyan Church. We were renting there, and uh, he came up from San Diego and helped launch this church. And he is still connected to the church as a dear brother. Uh, my kids, I'll call him Uncle Chaz probably call him Uncle Chaz for the rest of his life. My wife calls him Kuya, and in, from the Philippines, the, in the native tongue Tagalog, Kuya means older brother. So if Nadine was here, uh, she would be calling, you'd hear her say, hey, Kuya Chaz, Kuya Chaz, and he, you know, that's her Kuya, older brother. And I just call him a variety of things, depending on my mood. <laughs> but um, uh, no, I, I, I'm so excited that, that you get to meet him. Uh, he has been, again, he was part of uh, the process of even this church getting launched and then uh, part of the accountability board, which, which matters uh, even today, really still matters today. So he's still a part of this church. So uh, why don't you come on up, bro, and uh, lead us into communion. Check. Good morning, beloved. It's truly an honor to be here with all of you this morning, and uh, the first thing I have to do is proved to my wife that I went to church today, so I took this picture. Because pastors, when they travel, you know, they say they go places, but I have re- actual records of things happening. Uh, so it's an honor to be here. And uh, the reason why I am here is because I am on the accountability team. And so, Richie, I'm sorry I have to do this, but uh, no, it's, it's, it's not that. Honestly, uh, I stood out in front because part of being on the quote-unquote accountability board is trying to just get a a litmus test when I've been here. How many of you remember me being here before? There's a few of you. Yeah, okay. How many of you remember wish you could lose those memories? Thank you for being honest, Ernie and Tyler. Thank you. Um, But just to be out from here in the beginning, coming with Richie, it was fun this morning. I'm here because of a funeral. Yesterday, a, a dear friend went home to be with Jesus at the age of 49 um, in Orange County. And I'll get to more of that in a little bit. But, you know, and Richie says, hey, you want to go in with me tomorrow morning? I said, what time service at? He says, 10. I said, oh, sure, what time are we going to leave? He says, I usually leave at like 6.30. I'm going, 10, 6.30. It's like, is you, are, you, is you, are you done with your message? I'm waiting. I'm sharing tomorrow, so what are you going to do? But his excitement to be here is matched by those people that show up early, even when like guys like me pull in and take their parking space. I didn't see a name on the parking space, but it was obvious this morning that Tyler's space is where I parked. <laughs> Which for me is an absolute joy, because I literally thought when I drove in, hey, God, if I could park where Tyler normally parks, this would be amazing. So it's of the Lord, Tyler. That's all I want to say. But then to see the people as they come in and to see the joy and then just to stand out in front where many of you are going, who's this guy? We got, we, we were hiring greeters now or something. And just to, 
to see the excitement of being here and uh, why are we here, as Richie was sharing. Um, I've been in a full-time ministry now for over four decades. We're old, Rich. You're almost there, but I mean, the reality of having seen what the Lord's done uh, both here in the United States as well as abroad is amazing, but there's the commonality of one thing dealing with when we call the church, which we really probably need to help people stop calling it like we're going to church. No, we are the church. No, ecclesia, we're the called out ones. And because we've been called out of the darkness into his marvelous light, we should be overflowing with joy. And if you're here this morning and you're not overflowing with joy, please don't allow the enemy to grind you down even farther. This is just a loving reminder from Kuya, from older brother, or from uncle. Uh, for some of you, I'm younger than, you know, for, from the little kid uh, from Colorado. However it works out, the exhortation as we come to the table today is to understand it's not just why we come here, but it's why we exist. Um, like Richie, I was born and raised into a devout Roman Catholic family. I was an altar boy all the way through high school. I actually played my guitar uh, for folk mass, which we introduced in a small town in Michigan where I grew up. But then I went away to college to get away from home, and I went to San Diego, and it was in San Diego at San Diego State University. Uh, I was working my way through college down there running a surf shop, and a Filipino guy that I'd hired that I surfed with down at the beach got saved, and then he just became this nuisance of joy. And he became this annoy joy. And he just kept inviting me to go to church with him, and I literally went to church with him just to shut him up. And the very first time I went to a church, it was a Calvary Chapel down there called Horizon Christian Fellowship. I remember hearing the gospel from the first time, and I remember when they gave an altar call, I came up on this side, and I literally was prostrate crying. Because in my understanding at that moment is I had literally thought I was actually a Christian, but I wasn't. And I was so thankful that a gracious God hadn't struck me down with 1.21 gigawatts straight to my heart. And from that point forward, I realized there was no deal. It wasn't like, God, if you do this for me, I'll serve you the rest of the days of my life. It was instantaneous that in a baptism of the Spirit, I was called into service, and from that moment, I started serving. I literally, the next week was, how can I serve? What can I do? And so, sure enough, wise church, you know, greeter, you know, clean toilets, whatever, things like that. But quickly, all of a sudden, I'm working with youth. I'm a very youthful person, even at this age. I'm about to turn 60, and I just feel like I'm 20 still. And I, well, my wife says I... That's old for me from my wife's perspective. She wishes I was a 20 acting about that age. But the reality of it is, is this morning as we're coming to this table right now, I'm honored to be part of this church. I'm honored to be somebody that Richie, you know, quote unquote, looks up to and has asked me from day one to be an accountability person. And he's absolutely right. I love Jesus way more than Richie, but I love Richie a ton. I don't know how many of you in, in, in children's ministry remember the song, um, I Love Jesus Better Than Ice Cream, and ice cream is very good. Any of you old enough to remember that? Well, sorry. It's a great song. Look it up. Google it when you go home today. But the guy that I went to 
Uh, his memorial service yesterday used to be one of the stars on Colby. You remember Salty, the singing songbook? Any of you are that old? Well, Salty was so, oh, there we are, good. Salty was so popular that they made another one called Colby, which was like a computer that was just a computer for Jesus, a walking, living kind of computer thing. But he was a child star in there, and um, he met his wife in that show and as kids, uh, and then, you know, ended up getting married eventually in uh, 27 years of marriage and three amazing daughters. But then the Lord took him home through the vehicle of cancer. And it was amazing to be yesterday in a congregation of people, about 400 people, uh, that were there because of him, because of his testimony. And it wasn't his testimony of how he lived after he found out he had cancer that got them there. It was basically how he had lived always. And when he got cancer, it didn't change, except it just gave him a bigger platform to use his life to tell people about Jesus. Because this morning... I don't know where y'all at. Just because you're in a church doesn't make you a Christian. Just because if we were to gather in a car, you know, a garage, it wouldn't make us all cars or motorcycles, right? But wherever you're at this morning, for the believer, it's here as an exhortation and as a reminder. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I hopefully in a very short amount of time can help you to understand why you need to and why you would want to choose the Lord Jesus this morning. Um, I work for a ministry now. I've been in pastoral ministry uh, for almost four decades. I almost died of COVID uh, three years ago. Any of you here get COVID? Yeah, that was my third bout with COVID, and the third time I was almost charmed. Um, But I have long-term effects, both uh, breathing and brain-wise. That explains a lot of it for you. I was actually before COVID the same way, so... um, But I have worked with a ministry called All Things Possible for the last uh, nine years, a guy by the name of Victor Marks. Um, Victor has an amazing testimony. If you're looking for something to give you a boost, uh, an encouragement, uh, you can go watch his uh, video. And you many of you may actually know who he is, but don't even know who he is because he's the world's fastest gun disarm man. If you've ever seen the guy that is there with somebody's holding a gun to his head and he snatches it out, it's like clocked at 0.8 seconds. Yeah. Marvin, you actually know who this guy is? You know, it's funny. It's amazing the number of people that we find from around the world when we're traveling that fastest gun disarm, man. That's you. It's like, yeah, it is him. It's crazy that they've seen that. It's gotten us into places uh, and gotten us out of places. As Victor refers to as his, his, his monkey and symbols act. That, that's gotten us in some amazing places. But he's just somebody who the world would say has every right to be a homicidal psychopathic killer because of the amounts of abuse he suffered as a child, uh, culminating with being left for dead in a commercial cooler by his uh, sexual and physical perpetrator when he was five years old. There are things that happen to us, beloved, that God never intended to happen to us. But the Lord is the one who loves to make beauty from ashes. He's the one that loves to redeem and give us something out of that that can now bring us into relationships with others that help them to see. There's a simple saying that people will respect you for what you've done. They relate to you because of the commonality of pain. And I don't know if you've ever suffered pain, if you've had suffering in your life, but I think it's a commonality 
among human beings. And so this morning, I'm here to tell you, wherever you're at on the joy spectrum, and remember, joy actually isn't the same as happiness. So my joy level is always full because Jesus dwells within me, but my happiness factor isn't quite always the same. How many of you have children? We have 26, six biological and 20 adopted. And I remember as the kids were growing up, telling them, hey, um, we love you all the same. I know you don't believe it, but we do love you all the same. We just don't necessarily like you all the same. (laughs) And our liking of you is based upon your current behavior and how you're acting. And now some of you will borrow that, and I know, that's fine. You can use it. I'm not going to charge you. It's not copyrighted. Uh, And some of you can use that with your spouses. You know, I love you, just not really liking you right now. And we get that. That's reality. But when we come to the table of communion, this is why we do this, is because the one who paid for the price of sin on the cross with his own blood, with his own life, the one who emptied himself of all of his heavenly privileges that were accounted to him because he was literally God, chose that to be the way that it would go down. And it's hard to not get, for me to get emotional when we come to this table. Because I always think, "Mm, as much as I love Richie, would I take that for Richie? No way. And I love Richie a lot. Would I even take that for my very own wife? Sorry. There's, I, she's the one on this planet for 40 years now. We've been married. I love the most. And I still don't think I'd take that for her. But yet he, who was sinless and knew no sin, became sin. That we might come into a right relationship with his father because it was the only way. And if you don't think this was hard one for Jesus, can we talk about the Garden of Gethsemane, Pastor Randy? If you don't think the cross and all it entails was actually a hard one for God himself to walk through, you're not seeing scripture correctly. But it's also that very same one who goes through and does that for us on that night that he was betrayed, institutes what we're about to do with a group of the three stooges times four, right? The A-team, right? We understand why Jesus was in deliberation with his father all night about those guys. Can you give me at least one starter? God, you know, can we do, can we? He institutes something that he basically tells them at that time, which they have no idea what's about to happen that night and the next morning. He does. But he tells them that as whenever they do this in the future, to do it in remembrance of him. Several years later, we will get to where, they're going to throw the scriptures right up now, Jordan, please, where the Apostle Paul writes this. And usually during communion time, it's 1 Corinthians 11, which is fantastic. But as Richie and I were talking, I said, brother, you know, I'm here to serve. I'm not here to say what I want to say. What is it that could communicate to your body, to the family here today? concerning communion. He said, well, actually, 1 Corinthians 10 is where I was thinking. I said, okay, cool. So I put it on a loop in the car as I drove up here from Orange County yesterday and just 
let it ruminate. And there's so much. And being from a Calvary Chapel background, you know, um, I'll say it right now in conclusion, so hopefully we'll land this in about 10 minutes. First conclusion, because there's so much in here, but I don't want to take it because Richie's a great teacher. But there's some things in here that I just want to point out. But this is our passage for this morning. 1 Corinthians 10, 14 to 22. Let's read it together. I enjoyed that this morning. Yeah. One, two, three. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. I speak to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. For we all partake of the one bread. Consider the people of Israel. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? What do I imply then? That food offered to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No. I imply that what pagan sacrifice they offer to demons and not to God. I do not want you to be participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Shall we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than he? Father, we're thankful for your word that it's living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. And as we come to the table this morning, would you help us to understand clearly what you're calling to each one of us to understand this day? because that's what we're responsible and accountability to you. Each one of them at a different place in our walk, each one of us on a different place in our journey, in Jesus' name, amen. So when Richie came to the Bible study, I mean, I felt already that, you know, I was Nadine's kuya. And because I was her older brother, I was protective And so when I heard that she was interested in a guy who wasn't a believer, I'm sorry, but Richie was like not on my good list right off the bat. But here's what I loved about Richie from the very beginning is that Richie was very clear. He was not going to become a born-again Christian just because Nadine was to get Nadine. We had some very direct conversations, and I loved him for that. And this morning, if you're here this morning and you're not born-again Christian, be honest. And be honest in the sense of this celebration that we do here on a monthly basis, this is a believer service. So please don't feel like you just have to do it because it's, you're here and it's part of it. No, as a matter of fact, if you go and look in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, you see that Paul makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit speaking through him tells people, hey, don't do this in a manner that's unworthy of the Lord. Because you're going to actually, you're going to bring some stuff upon you that you don't want. Like sickness and says, some of you are even dead because you've been playing with God. So this morning, let's be honest, nobody needs to play. And we as a body of believers that are here that love Jesus, we're stoked that you're here. Because guess what? We all used to be where you were in a non-believing state. 
few of us maybe grew up within families in the church, so we never experienced that. But the reality is, if you're not a believer, just be honest. We're not going to love you any less. And as a matter of fact, if you be honest, you probably actually get more love because we want to either love you in or love you away. Because we'd rather that you leave the church saying they were just so freakishly, weirdly loving. Then for you to go and say, you know, I went there for a month and not a single person ever said a thing to me. I gave them a chance. I even wrote a, wore a t-shirt that said, help me, with an exclamation point. Nobody even said anything. You know, is that a new band or something? You know, right? So understand this morning, beloved, for the believers, the exhortation in that passage of scripture is for us to realize we're one in him because of Jesus. And this is one of those things to where I'm always excited because I'm in like a different church three Sundays out of the every month. Last year, I was on the road 300 plus days of the year for what I do in ministry. I love going to a church, number one, that's joyful. Uh, number two, that they love to teach the word. But then number three, that has a good cross-section of what I believe the local people look like. Um, and, you know, to be in Ojai, I didn't realize that there were this many non-Caucasian people that lived in Ojai. Are you only allowed to go to this church? Is this like what <laughs> the city sanctioned this for the non-Caucasian folk to come to? But that you've got a non-Caucasian pastor as well. And to me, it's like I'm going, yeah. I said, Richard, you the he said, yeah, I'm the only. But the reality of it is, you know what? In Christ, melanin means nothing. And because if we go back and look into actually what science has proven now, and they know it, Adam and Eve, one of them was probably a brother, and the other one, the girl or the guy, they weren't. It was in, quote, unquote, what we would refer to now as like an interracial marriage. It's the only way that we all end up looking like this coming out of a two. Science, real science, not fake news. Real science actually has proven this. And so what Jesus comes and does is brings a relationship back for the individuals to his heavenly father through him, but he also makes this amazing thing called the church, the called out ones. And so when the called out ones come to this table, it's a reminder of that for God so loved the world that he gave his only son and he gave his only son to that. Mel Gibson did a pretty good job of depicting the physical anguish that our Lord did, but it was nowhere still near of what scripture says. I, 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 I almost someday would like to meet him and say, I'm, under, I'm just kind of curious, why no beard ripping out? Why no beating him with a bag on his head like that's there in the scriptures to the point to where scripture says he was unrecognizable as a man? That's what God so loved the brought upon himself for us. And so when we come to this table and we remember that, we're celebrating that he would do that for us. I don't know, I'll be honest, are any of you here football fans? Anybody? Will you raise your hand with me? Pastor? Yeah. I'm going, when I asked him what time his service was, he said, Tim, that's right when the first game started. It's Sunday, bro. But guess what? It's one of those things of just a reminder for those who are actually 
thinking of that, that the reality of it is that that, that's the ultimate sacrifice. That is the ultimate warrior. That is the ultimate endeavor ever done on planet Earth. And that when we come to celebrate it, it's like, woe is me. But also the flip side of the coin is we rejoice. We rejoice in what the Lord Jesus has accomplished because if he doesn't do that, we have no hope. We're all dead in our sins and we have no hope. But the reality of it is, is we have hope. And not only do we who know the truth have hope, guess what? All of our friends and family members who are currently not residing in this hope that's only found in Jesus, they still have hope too, as long as they've got breath. And that we, the ecclesia, the church, the called out ones, get to be the ambassadors for him to bring the good news of him and however it needs to be delivered. It could simply be a hug. It could simply be a kind word. It could simply be a, hey, I see you're not doing so well. Can I pray for you? It could simply be you at a restaurant with your server who you have no idea who this young lady or young man is, and you saying to them, hey, we're about to pray for our food that we ordered from you. Is there something that we can pray for you for? Let your light so shine before men so that all may see and glorify the Father that's in heaven. And this is an exhortation, beloved. If you're realizing at this moment that we haven't necessarily taken the opportunities that we can to be his witnesses, it's not here to grind you down. It's just here to lift you up and say, okay, guess what? Just like every day that begins new with his mercies, we can make some changes because that's why we're here. And this is why he wants us to gather is so that we're in a place where we feel free to worship, but we're also free, feel free because we're in an environment of love to hear maybe some of the things that the Lord's speaking to us that are a little hard for us to receive. Whom he loves, he chastens, scripture says. Whom he loves, he rebukes. Whom he loves, he corrects. And so this morning, as we come to the table, where are you at in your relationship with Jesus? Where are we all at in our relationship with Jesus? So I speak first and foremost of the people who are the body here, who are in Christ. He loves you. He calls you his beloved. He calls us his beloved. I have a friend that Richie and I used to serve with down in San Diego used to say you know if God had a wallet your picture would be in it that's how much he loves us individually but then for you this morning that may be here that haven't made that commitment to Christ and you realize I want to well if you want to it's pretty simple there are no formulaic words there's nothing in scripture says that you must say this but the Holy Spirit spoke through Paul that said if you believe in your heart and confess the Lord Jesus, confess him as Lord, if you believe that he paid and died the price for your sin on that cross and you confess him as your Lord, you will be saved. And that's the entrance into the family where you now get to grow in him. 
And if that's you this morning, we're going to start praying right now. And when I'm done praying, um, the worship team will be up by then, I'm told, because I have to pray for at least 90 seconds. Some of them are a little bit slower than others. But we're going to go into a song of worship, and we're going to partake of these elements to simply do it in remembrance of him and to say, thank you, Jesus. And so, Father, as we pray right now, and if you're here this morning in the presence of Almighty God, and this is the day of salvation for you, simply tell him in your heart the acknowledgement of sin, the acknowledgement of him being the only answer to your problem with sin, and let him know that this day, you're choosing to accept his act of propitiation, the Bible calls it, for sin, that his offering is what you want to take and that you want him to forgive you and that you're committing yourself now to begin to walk with him and and do it in your own way, however you need to, to tell him. And then for the rest of the people that are here this morning that are already in him, regardless of wherever it is that we are at in our walk, Understand this. Scripture tells us that he sealed us with the promise of the Spirit and he set his love upon us. And so this morning, regardless of what the enemy has been trying to tell you through the lies of his demonic hordes, you are loved unconditionally by your Heavenly Father. He loves you right where you're at. And he sees the finished product and he loves you so much. He doesn't want any of us to stay where we are right now, but he wants us to continue in faith along our walk of sanctification. So wherever that is, he's loving on you right now because this is what he wants to do in places like this and times like this. And so when the worship team is playing and when it comes time for the call for, to, to make those steps of faith to come up and to get the elements, remember that you're doing it out as an act of love in response to the ultimate love that Jesus showed and demonstrated for us on the cross. Father, we're so, so thankful that this is the way that you roll. This is the way that you want it to be, that you want it to be you demonstrating to a lost and dying world your great love for all of us, and then us in response showing you moment by moment, day by day, and at special times like this, that we love you by simply being obedient to what you've called us to do. Thank you for the elements that are here before us, that the bread represents your body that was broken and that The juice slash the wine represents your blood that you spilled out for us. Hmm. How amazing your love is, God. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that in the midst of all of this, you who lead and guide us into all truth continually within us and with us and upon us at times do what the Father has that only the Father can do, and that's use us as vessels to bring honor and glory to himself. So here we are, Lord. We love you. 
We love you, we love you, and we thank you for loving us first. Well, it is October 1st. Kind of crazy, right? Kind of crazy. Where's 2023 going? Uh, we have been together as a church family for about 13 years, and one of the things we did from the very get-go is uh, first Sunday of the month is a little different kind of service, and one of the things we love to do is celebrate birthdays. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, and so not to embarrass anyone, but there, are there any October birthdays? Come on, out them, put them out. Ta-da, there we go. Woo, all right. All right, probably at home as well. Okay, so again, not to embarrass anyone, but we, we love to sing happy birthday because God made you. Amen? Wait a minute. Put right? Your, put your hat on, So just, just turn to them, turn to that person next to you and say, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Just tell them, wonderfully made. You are wonderfully. <laughs> all right. So we're going to sing, we're going to sing happy birthday to all the October. So it's dear October. Right. Am, I, am I donning one of those? Yeah, come on. No guarantee it's going to make it through here. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear October. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Kiddos, before you leave, we've got something really special for you. Oh, do I need this? No, good morning. All right, so we're just going to kind of give you an overview of what we're going to be doing this month in Children's Church. So I have to read this. This is our memory verse for the month, okay? Lord... Show me your ways, teach me how to follow you. Psalm 25, 4. Oh, yeah! (laughs) Hi there! Hi, I'm Farmer Tina, and this is Peg. I'm Plumpkin! I just just ditched the pumpkin truck. There's taking me somewhere. Where are they taking you, do you I, know? I know, I was in the field with all my friends. Oh my goodness, well you know, we are actually, our lessons this week are going to be the parables of Jesus. Oh yeah! Yeah, okay. and, and it has to do with pumpkins. I, I'm a pumpkin! You are! Yeah. So the first lesson is going to be today on the pumpkin patch. And we, ha- we have a pumpkin patch out back. Oh, maybe some of my friends escaped too. Maybe so. Okay. And then we're going to go over seeds and then the hard shell. I got one then. And and the gooey insides. I got that. (laughs) And a stem. I got one of them too. Oh, my goodness. And this is all going to relate over to parables of Jesus. So, kids, are you guys ready to go? Okay. Say, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, right, kids, it's time to go to Kingdom Kids. Meet the leaders in the back. Oh, I gotta leave this. 
Let's give it up for the kids and all the Kingdom Kids staff. Yes, and pumpkin. We, uh, we love our Kingdom Kids team. Kim does a great job. Wow. That is awesome. Okay. I know. We love that. I will, I will be honest with you. Every time Kim says we have a special announcement, I hold my breath. I'm sure it's going to be fine. You're new here. We've had a dog come in. We've attempted to have a smoke machine. We never know with Kingdom Kids. But you know what? It comes from their heart. And they love the kids so much. And, and they, they genuinely enjoy uh, ministering to the next generation in fun and creative ways. So uh, kudos to Kim and her team. Uh, it is the first Sunday, so we like to kind of spend a little bit more time on announcements and kind of regroup. And uh, sometimes we get a lot more visitors for whatever reason on, on Sunday mornings. And so just want to let you know, we do have a church website, if you uh, are not aware of that. We also have a church app you can download onto your phone, uh, kind of keep you up to date with events. You can check out the sermon, sermon library as well. There's an email list if you would like to get on sort of our master email list. Every once in a while, things come up, and we do a blast email. And then uh, there's a lot of different ways to give. You guys, you know, thank you so much for your faithful giving. Uh, we understand everything going on you know, in the economy and all that, and yet you guys have been so faithful and generous, and we want to say thank you. Uh, there are several ways to give here at uh, The Well. Uh, the, you can do it through the church app. You can do it online if, you know, you prefer that. But we also do have uh, giving boxes, offering boxes, one in the lobby back there. And I know some of you still um, like writing checks, and that's, that's really cool too. But ultimately, you know, God says he loves a cheerful giver. So we celebrate even this facility. It's all really because of God's people giving to God's work. And so thank you so much for that, and just continue to um, seek the Lord for what he would have you to give and, and give cheerfully. Uh, a lot of things uh, on, the, uh, on the announcement. So uh, the, the fun part today is... The people, the person doing the announcement is just going to bounce back and forth. So you kind of have to follow the bouncing ball as far as who's speaking next. So I'm the next bouncing ball here. So, uh, so uh, first one that I want to make is uh, just really a celebration. There were between 75 and 100 people who gathered together yesterday morning for a walk of compassion. And this is in support of the pregnancy clinic here in Ojai. Uh, it happens every year. It was a wonderful event, uh, really joyous, um, raised a lot of money. I don't know how much, um, but we had an opportunity to fellowship. There was actually a really kind of cool, um, you know, silent auction, and we were able to march up and down kind of Maricopa Highway. It was a really long a line of people with kind of banners and stuff like that. We got, frankly, a lot of positive feedback from people driving by and that kind of stuff. So just really in celebration of that ministry, uh, Matt and Aubrey are really involved with that and kind of took the leadership with that. So thank you what you guys have been doing locally with ministries, but just a celebration of getting to celebrate life yesterday. So. All right, and then I've got a couple youth ministry announcements. Our first is that there's a board game night this coming Friday from 6.30 to 10.30 here. Um, I think... You just want to let Jordan know if you want to come so we can have a head count. Um, it's for 6th through 12th grade students. And then our next announcement is that we have a food drive coming up starting October 4th. So there will be more details about that next week. But you can just keep that on your radar. 
Good morning. I'm Kathy. I'm uh, part of the uh, women's ministry team. Um, and I just want to remind you this Saturday, we're having a prayer walk uh, beginning here at the well. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about it. Uh, first thing is the only requirement is that you have to dress up like a pumpkin to come. So we'll have Kim as our leader. And <laughs> just kidding. Um, no, it's at 8 a.m., which you might be thankful for. It's a little early for me, but it's supposed to be 90 degrees next Saturday. So it's at 8 a.m., and we're meeting here. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about it so it, it won't be just like, wow, we're coming in. I don't know what we're doing. But we're going to meet here, and we're going to pray for our church while we're here, um, either in the patio or in the parking lot. Um, so we're going to pray for our church, our community here, and our families, and the people here at our church. And then we're going to walk down to the Baptist church and pray for the churches that are in the valley and all the believers that are in the valley here. Uh, then we're going to walk down to Topa Topa School, praying for the students and teachers, um, even homeschoolers, um, people, again, that the students that are in um, this area. And then we're going to go to Sarasota Park and pray for our community, just kind of in general, just our whole community here and the vibe of our, our community. Um, so it's a mile and a half uh, walk. It's also very drivable. Uh, we'll give you a little uh, map if you need that, but it's all just kind of in this area. And please, we'd love you to join us, um, and uh, we'll meet you here uh, 8 a.m. next Saturday, this Saturday. Thank you, Kathy. Isn't she cute? <laughs> uh, she didn't hear that, though. Yeah. I'll hear yeah, about that. What'd you I'll do hear this about time, that when Mark? I get home. What'd so. you do? Yeah, right. Trying I don't know. You know I just walked house. in it. You know, so uh, so uh, Mexico missions. As uh, many of you know, we have uh, 20 people in a month, uh, four weeks from today, heading down to uh, Mexico and Sonata for a week to build two homes. We've been doing this for many, many years. It's a wonderful Wonderful ministry. Um, I got in trouble last week with Betty. Uh, I made an announcement last week. I forgot to kind of announce, you know, something Betty needed me to announce. And you don't want to be in trouble with Betty. So just trust me, you know. But Betty, God bless you, Betty, for her and her team who every single time we go down to Mexico collect a lot of toys and things for kids that we take down you know, usually between 20 and 30 kind of gift bags that we have an opportunity to get to know kids in the neighborhoods where we're building houses. There's just so many opportunities for us to minister and to just love uh, kids. And they absolutely, this is so meaningful to these kids. When you see one of these kids get these bags and just open up and there's a little football in there or a little stuffed toy or something for school or whatever, it is remarkable, you know. So we need stuff. And so in the, uh, in the uh, commons, there's a big um, chest in there, and we want to not just fill that chest. We want that chest, like, completely overflowing. So we need school supplies, any type of hygiene-type stuff, any type of balls, stuffed animals. Smaller the better because, you know, we don't have, like, grocery bags. These are kind of smaller bags. But if you would, in over the next week or two, just, you know, go out, buy a whole bunch of stuff, fill up that, uh, that cart, that would be wonderful. Um, and the other big thing, next Sunday after church, come with an appetite. 
We are having our taco bar fundraiser right after church. It's really at least, we did this for the first time last year, and it was a remarkable success in helping us kind of uh, just earn, raise the money that we need. And so far, we've raised $19,000 of the 29000 that we need to build the two houses, so it'll be a big event next Sunday. Please come, invite friends, bring family. It's right after church. Uh, there's no charge for it. It's just, uh, you know, whatever God puts on your heart to donate for this opportunity to transform the lives of two uh, families in Ensenada that we're going to be doing in a month. Um, so that's... All right. And the, uh, the last announcement uh, is for the men. Uh, Randy has uh, felt God's call to really minister to the men, at, not just at this church, but really in the valley and even beyond. And later this month, men, we're going to invite you here to the well uh, for an evening of food and worship and testimonies <clears throat> and the gospel will go out. It's Thursday, October 26th. Uh, the other churches have been invited. Men from outside the, uh, the valley are coming and, and enthused about it. We're going to have a collaborative men's worship team. And uh, we really want to just minister to the men. It's just a passion that Randy has, and uh, it's just we're excited. It's just time. And so, men, uh, you can register. There's a sign-up sheet, I believe, at the welcome cart. You can do it uh, online via the website as well. We just need to know how many, how many men are coming uh, for the food. Again, it's no cost. Uh, what are we going to do? What, what's on the menu? Do we know? It's a taco bar. So two week leftovers from next Sunday, man. You're getting the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, um, but yeah, guys, come on out and, and invite invite the other guys you know in the valley. A great opportunity. Sometimes we look for, you know, Sunday mornings may not always, you know, for someone who doesn't go to church, Sunday mornings may not fit just right, but they might come to a Thursday night, free food, be a bunch of men, and just fellowship. So look forward to that. Register. That way we can... Uh, we can plan for the appropriate amount of food. Richie, sorry. Just, uh, just to correct something, not correct something, but for the taco bar next week for Mexico, again, we need a head count. So they're out on the uh, welcome cart. There's a sign-up sheet. Just fill it up with your names or online, like we talked about last night through the website or the app. Uh, you can sign up that way too. But if you're going to come, we really need that just so we can get a head count and have the, uh, more food than we can eat. So, Awesome. All right. Why don't we stand together and we'll continue in worship. <clears throat>